Today's daf is daf tzadiches, page ninety-eight. In the Hilgimesaches Baba Kama Peraka Gazel Eitzim, and we are on daf tzadiches. We are up to Omar Rabba. Rabba says you could find this four lines from the top of the daf, the last two words. Here we go. If I take your coin and I throw it into the Mediterranean Sea, I am potter. Okay? What? I'm potter. I am not obligated. Say that again. What? Beautiful. <laughs> My timer. What? <laughs> What's the reason? Omar. Hamanach Kamach. Ibayashakle. I, I didn't break it. Go get it. You know how to swim. Oh, you don't know how to swim? Somebody else knows how to dive. What's the problem? Your item's here. I'm telling you to go get it. It's really not lost. Meaning, I haven't damaged your item. I haven't damaged your item. It is still there. Go get access to it. It's my problem that you that you don't know how to dive. What's up? Fahani Mili. This is where it's noticeable in the water. You want somebody to go down to the bottom of the pool? Okay. It's clear water. He could see it. Taka. Taka. This, this is sensible. This is sensible. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So clear water in the ocean. Clear water in the ocean. You can't say it's in front of me if the water's dirty and I can't see it. Also, it's the The only time I'm not responsible is when I knocked it over into the Mediterranean Sea. If I took it in my hand and threw it into the Mediterranean, so then I stole it from you the moment I took it into my own hand. And therefore, I'm responsible to get it back for you. So this is interesting. Ready? It's Gishmak. If somebody's coin... Gets thrown into the Mediterranean, your putter. What are the circumstances of surrounding that? A, it's noticeable. B, you never th- actually threw it in. The guy was holding it. You knocked his hand, and he ended up dropping his coin because of it. And it's noticeable. So he could say, "Listen, you, you you can go get it." What do you mean? You knocked my hand? Okay, fine. I never actively stole it. I never actively stole it. And um, uh, I caused it to go down there, but I could say I didn't damage the actual coin. Okay. Masiv Rava. Rava asked a challenging question on this. I mean, even with these two qualifications, Rava still bothered me. He says, one second. You're not allowed to transfer the holiness of Maishashini onto money that is not in your domain. For, meaning, for example... Let's say you have coins in Kisra or in Har HaMelech. Okay, what this is referring to basically, you have money, we're going to call it in Timbuktu. You have money somewhere else, you got it in a different country. Hatzlach good luck going and getting it. It's very difficult to get. Can I remove the holiness of my Maishr Shani and say that whatever Kedusha of Shani is going on to this money that I have limited access to? You're not allowed to do such a thing. Go ahead, I'm sorry. What is Hani These words. Hani, these. Okay, so you, what do you see from here? What's the question? You see that if something is difficult to get, it's not considered 
in front of me. If it's not considered in front of me, so if you knock somebody's hand and it goes into the Amma Melech, you should be, it's like you damaged it. It's not accessible. You should have to pay, even in those cases. Even in that case, Amar Rabba, Rabba explains, shiny linear meister, the bina matzah biyadcha. No, meister is different. The reason why meister is not going to work if you uh, try to transfer the Kedusha Maishini onto money is because built into the law of Maishini itself is that it has to be accessible money. You tie the money in your hand and you take that to Yerushalayim and you don't have that over here. So that's the problem. But it's not that it's stealing, it's considered lost in the, you know, the, the fact that it's, it's not accessible. It's just a unique halacha when it comes to Maishini. But maybe, maybe in other cases when it comes to Geneva, or when it comes to nezek, when it comes to damaging, not necessarily so. Maybe if you if you knock somebody's hand and it falls into the it falls into the amelik, maybe we're back to to what we said originally, and it's not considered it's not considered lost. Says the Gemara, Viyamar Rabba, and Rabba says, Hashof matbeya shochaveroi, Potter. If somebody's shof matbeya shochaveroi, okay, you know this reminds me of. I'm sure they still have it. But remember those penny flattening machines? Yes. Uh-huh. That have no purpose but cost a dollar to ruin your penny? Uh, yes. So you could take the penny home and do nothing with it? Except feel bad whenever next time you're moving or yeah. cleaning for Pesach, trying to figure out why you have it, but too, uh, have too much of a guilty conscience to throw it out because you don't really know what you're ever going to use it for? Yeah, that one. So, <laughs> a guy, a guy takes a penny of his friend and he uh, he changes the image on it. He flattens it. He puts it in a flattening machine. The lacha is potter. Lacha is potter. You're not responsible. Ah, it's not currency anymore. It's not money. My time, the whole of Laimidi. That it's it's still the same copper. And that's when you banged it with a hammer and made it smooth. But if you filed it, so now it's losing its copper, it's losing its silver, then you lessened the actual metal that's in there and you would be responsible. Okay. But again, interesting, if you just uh, remove the image on it, it seems you're going to be okay. You'll be fine. Why? Why are you going to be fine? Um... Because it's not considered damage as long as the whole thing is actually there. Must have rubber. Last challenging question on this logic. If you, if let's say this week's parsha gavaldik, mamish gavaldik. If a master knocks out the eye of his servant, the servant goes free. Parsha mishbatim. What happens if you smack him in the eye and he becomes blind? Allahzna, you smack him in the ear. Vechersha, he becomes deaf. He's an if he's an eved, he's going to go free. It's as if you knocked out his eye. And you and you made him deaf. Can I get But what happens if you don't bombish clap him in the eye? You hit him near the eye, and now his eye is no longer usable. We didn't actually hit the eye again. Can I get You hit him opposite the ear, and now he can't hear. He does not go free. So you see, incredible. Even though something no longer is usable, like the eye or the ear, it's considered uh, it's considered uh, in place. But. If you were knock, if you were knocking him on the eye, actually, is his eyeball still there? Yeah. Is it called damage? Yeah. Even though the entire thing is there, right? So why when you uh, put the penny into the penny smashing machine, and now it's no longer currency, why are you off the hook? Because all the metal is still there. 
Shkoyach. His eyeball is still there, but he can't see, and you see it's called damage, even when the eyeball is there. You, you, you ruined its usability. That's it. If you ruin the usage from something, that's called damage, whether or not it's actively in front of you. Says the Gemara, Rabba Litame. Rabba doesn't agree with that. He's consistent with his own reasoning. The Marabba, Kershel Aviv, Narag, Shiafshel Acharisha Bay Chabura, the Tipcha, the Dama, Naflas Le Baine. He says, No. He says, Let me tell you something, says Rabba. You should know if somebody makes his father deaf, Chasmashal, it's Chayav Misa. It's Chayav Misa. Why? The terrorist says, You're not allowed to cause a wound to your parent. Rabbah is of the opinion that scientifically, if you deafen somebody, that means for a fact there is a drop of blood that is going on inside the ear canal. There's got to be blood in there. And therefore you did cause a wound and you're going to be chayv. You're going to be responsible. Viomar, huh? Good? Correct. Correct. Viyama Rabba, yeah, we did have earlier the Masech. The Viyama Rabba, and Rabba also says, Hatsayim Aizim Prosesh Achavere. If somebody um, cuts off a little piece of the ear of his friend's cow, putter, you are putter. Okay. You're putter. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Steve, it's a beautiful question. It's a Steve question. I love those okay. questions. I love those questions. And it's the the answer to that Steve question is Baruch Hashem. We have that question, but there's many times in your life, not but there are many. We know there's many times in your life and many times in my life, people do things and you look at them and you're like, did you even think before you did that? Right? Like what? The greatest minds of all time are considering. Where'd that come this. from? Where that correct? But but this is a reality. People do this. People do this. Do this all the time. Yeah. As long as you, sometimes you have kids running around or, or you, young men, and they'll, they'll do things. You like they'll just like crack off the edge of a table or the edge of a book. And like, what were you thinking? You know what the answer was? They weren't. But they still did it on purpose. No sense whatsoever. But they're chayiv. Yeah, you're responsible for not for not thinking. So for whatever reason, this guy did it. For whatever reason, this guy did it. Now, if you if you cut off a little piece of your friend's cow's ear, did you do damage to the cow? Yes. How? I mean, the cow still could work the field. They could do the same thing. There's only one... Okay, do you damage it in a way that you're causing it to go down in value? If I didn't lose I value, I didn't damage. Right. Don't... Uh, or, or any carbon, right? It's considered a blemish. Very good. So what's the problem over here is if you do this, really primarily the, the issue is that it can no longer be brought as a carbon. But the, so that balacha still is putter. You are, uh, you're putter. My taima. What is the reason why I'm putter? Para kedekaima kaima Because he says, I'll tell you why you're putter. Because this cow over here... Um, uh, th- this cow is whatever its usual usage is for. It's still in its place. Nothing's uh, n- nothing's changed for it. It's it's a general usage is fine. Gen- uh, general usage. Nothing is going to uh, n- nothing's going to change for. Says the Gemara. The kulu shvarim kaimi. And guess what? Do all cows or oxen end up on top of the mizbeach? No. Exactly. 
Right? So you're going to say, oh, but now I can't bring it as a carbon. Okay, fine. <laughs> How many end up as a carbon anyway? Mosif Rabba. Rabba says, one second. What if, let's get to, to your case, Steve, of the paraduma. What if somebody works with the paraduma waters? Paraduma itself, or the water that's going to be used for paraduma, or the ashes of the paraduma, ruins the whole thing. Now, nobody could use it anymore. Bidei Adam, you're potter. There's no visible damage. But there's halacha that we can't use anymore. Shechai bidei Shemayim. Malacha udlai minkar azeka. Avotzairim de minkar azeka. Let's say you, you cut the ear where it is noticeable and the mum, the blemish is noticeable. Hachan amidei v'chai bidei Adam. Maybe I should make him responsible. Army, they said, no, huadin dafilu tzairim potter. Really, when you cut off a little piece of the ear, really you're not responsible to pay. The, the same as if it wouldn't be something that's noticeable. Even something where the damage is not noticeable, where it's not a recognizable damage, you're going to be chayav. What happens if you have a document, Rabarn, you have a document stating that Yankel owes you money? A hundred dollars. I come along and I burn up your document. Why would you do that? I don't know. I'm not sure. Rishus. Either rishus or mistake. I thought it was something else. You still high of Adamud Laila. Person's always a mood. So I burnt my friend's document. Do I need to pay you the hundred bucks that you now have no ability to collect? Yeah. Potter! No! I'll pay you for a piece of paper. I'll pay you for a piece of paper. You know what a piece of paper is worth? Remember old school coupons? What are they worth? What's the retail value? One twentieth of a cent. Right? One twentieth of a cent. Right? So he says, you want me to pay? All I did was uh, paper itself doesn't really have value. I burnt, I burnt something that doesn't have value. I now you're not going to be able to collect the loan. Okay, Samagrama, I caused you to not be able to collect the loan, but I did not damage $100 of your property. I damaged a piece of paper. A dollar bill in your pocket represents a dollar in the mint. It used to represent gold. It doesn't even do that anymore. It used to represent something. Now it doesn't represent, I'm not sure what it represents. Maybe just a dollar. I don't know. But um, says Rabba, you're not going to be hype. All it is 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 a paper, and this is not actual damage. I didn't actually damage you. All I damaged was a piece of paper. I, you telling me something was written on it? Fine. So I'm a grumma. I'm causing you to not be able to collect, but you can't obligate me in this world for that. Masla, Ram Rechom, Ram Rechom, that's a challenging question. What's this case of the burning of the document? Let's see this witness is telling us exactly what's written on the document. Stand one second. You didn't cause any damage. You know why? If there's witnesses about the document, you could write up a new document in court. Because all you need is aid them to state to the court that there was. Okay. Because that, that you make a new document. That's it. And there's no witnesses about what was written on the document. So why are we trusting the guy to say oh, that that paper was $100? How do we actually know what was written on it? Yeah? Let's assume you're right. Just a case where they're trusting each other. 
trusting each other. This is the yeah, the, yeah, another guy who burnt the paper also. He trusts, he trusts the guy that that's what was written on the document. He trusts him. But he still says, I'm the, practically speaking, in this world, I'm Potter. All I did was, uh, all I did was uh, burn a piece of paper. I didn't burn, uh, I didn't burn anything else. This halacha of Rabbah, again, that if you burn a star chayv, an IOU, or a document um, that you're putter, you're not obligated. Machlekes Rabbi Shmuel Rabban, he is actually a source of Machlekes Tanoim. Between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabban, Rabbi Shmuel, the Omar Dovra Garim, the Mamma Kamadam, Rabbi Shmuel says that something that causes the ability to turn into money, he says that's already called money. Like a dollar bill. And therefore, Bechayev, he'll say that you're responsible for burning somebody's shtar chayv, somebody's uh, document of, of uh, debt. The Rabban, the Amidav, the according to Rabban, who say that something which could cause money to come is not considered money. You're not going to be responsible. All you did was burn a piece of paper. Maslar, Rabban, 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 where do we say something that could cause financial benefit like money? That's considered money. That's when something, only when something is intrinsically valuable. What does it mean intrinsically valuable? Like Rabbah, the Yomar Rabbah, Rabbah explains. Ready for this. Is chametz valuable? Yeah, you stole a loaf of bread. A loaf of bread has intrinsic value. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. People need bread to eat. There's value you bring into the table. Now somebody go, comes and burns the loaf of bread. Yeah. So it's not edible? Uh, no. Whatever. Let's see. We don't know yet. When? When, was, when did he do it? So I stole a loaf of bread before Pesach. Somebody else is coming and burning the bread. If he burnt it on Pesach... Putter. You don't need to pay. You know why? Because everyone has to burn Chambet Shavla of a Pesach. I, I, I didn't do any damage. You're not allowed to benefit from it. This is supposed to be burnt because you have a Jew owning it on Pesach. Some Putter. I didn't, I didn't ruin any value from you. Shakol Mitzvah, you're going to love the bar. Everybody has a Mitzvah to burn it. What happens if a Yid steals before Pesach? And at a blow for bread. After Pesach. Somebody else comes along and burns it. Then, What's the dispute? This is beautiful. Listen to this. According to Rabban, he says, something that could cause a financial benefit is considered money. You're going to be chayev. Okay. Um, I'll explain this in a minute. I'll explain this why it's called why it's called value. But something that does not have intrinsic value, Miamrinon, um, uh, Do we say such a thing? Are we going to say that it's considered um, that it's that it's uh, considered money? Now let me ask you a question: If you have chametzal of pesach, why would it be considered value? That if somebody were to come along and burn it, we're going to say you mamish caused a loss. Nobody could benefit from it. See, here's the response. What if I sold it for Pesach? Does it, we're not dealing with that. It's not the case. It's not the case. The guy didn't own over Pesach. It's not the case. The case is it's Chamesh over Pesach. It's 
chametz that existed over Pesach. So here's the deal. Remember, we learned in our Mishnah way back when. Way back when, we learned in our Mishnah that if I steal chametz before Pesach and I keep it over Pesach, I could give it back to the master, to the original owner after Pesach and say, I know you can't benefit from it, but bottom line is I'm giving you back your item. And that's what the Torah tells me to do. Since, since that is a true halacha, as much as it bothers us, since it's a true halacha, if somebody were to actually go and burn it, that's called a loss of benefit now to the thief. Because the thief could say, listen, I stole it and you're coming and burning it. And you're going to say, oh, but yeah, I had benefit because I could have brought it back to the original owner and said, here, here's your loaf of bread and been off the hook. And now I can't do that because you burnt it. You made a change in the item. So I, I, no, longer, uh, I no longer have the ability. Now that whole process and that concept is true by uh, things that have intrinsic value, like, like, like a loaf of bread. But something that doesn't have intrinsic value, where uh, we don't necessarily have a proof that we're going to consider that to be like money. Amar Amemar, Amemar says, Man dina digarmi ba'alma. So what does this mean? So this is uh, a, a new level, we'll call it. So let's get into this. If you damage something directly, do you have to pay? Yes. Yes. If you cause something to get damaged, do you have to pay? Depends. So the answer is not bedine adam, but yes bedine shemayim. Right? Means a court cannot cause you for causative damages to have to pay. But if you, bottom line is you're held accountable in heaven, and you should pay if you want to. If you want a clean slate in shemayim. Okay. Now there's a third level. The third level is an in-between one, and it's called Dina de Garmi. What's a Garmi? So a Grama means you cause the damage. Garmi is a direct cause. It's a direct cause of damage. Okay? So it's this middle ground where you didn't use your body to damage, but you also weren't a, just a Grama. You weren't just a cause, you were a garmi, you were more of a direct cause. Now, if we say, we, we judge dina de garmi, okay? If we say you're going to be chaya for such a thing, so then you got to pay the full amount that's written on the paper. You know why? Because you directly burnt a piece of paper that he could have collected $100 with. And now he's not. So if you judge dina de garmi, you're certainly going to be mechoyev. But the one who says, you don't judge Dina de Garmi, and it's like a grandma, he'll say, so then you can only take the value of the paper. And Mamil, it's Machlaikas. Hava Ovdod, was a story. V'chafi Raphram l'Rav Ashi, v'agvi bey kikashura le'etzalma. And Raphram um, kind of was, it's kafye. He forced uh, Rav Ashi to collect the entire amount of, of uh, the document. Okay. What does that mean, he forced? He forced him to pay. He said, you got to pay. He, uh, it was one of these cases where he directly caused the damage. And he's like, you need to go ahead and pay. There's nothing to talk about, uh, nothing to talk about over here. Um, and that was referring to the case where um, he damaged something, uh, somebody else's property, and he, uh, he forced him to pay from the highest level quality because he considered it to be a um, direct damage. 
If a guy says, if a guy steals and he keeps it over Pesach, and how could he say a reisha chol fenecha? Says the Mishnah, yes. Matan laomrim be isuriano ha reisha chol fenecha. Who's the one who says by isuriano? You can say reisha chol fenecha again. It's forbidden to benefit from chametz shalva of a pesach. So why were you allowed to say a reisha chol fenecha that I gave you back your item if the guy can't benefit anymore? Amar Ochista, Rabbi Yaakov, it's the opinion of Rabbi Yaakov. Tanu learned in a brayza shar shehemus. If you have an ox that kills a person, actually nigmar dinai until there's a gemar din on the. Then whatever he sells is a sale, and whatever he makes hectish is a valid hectish because Bezin didn't paskin on your animal yet. You have complete rights over your animal to decide what to do. Shachta, if you shachta besari mutter, it's a kosher animal, it's going to be a, considered a good shechita. However, Mishanigmar Dina, if your animal damaged, killed somebody, and they're taking your animal to court and they haven't judged, the animal, uh, they haven't judged the animal yet. Then, I'm sorry, and they already did judge. What's the Then you, you have no control over it. So you can't make it belong to Hektish. Now I want to pause here for a moment and bring in something on the Parsha. I forget which Dayan it was. I have it in my notes. There was a there was a, um, a judge in the civil courts that came to a rav, big dayan, and he said, "I don't understand. I don't understand your Jewish judi- judicial system." This is the guy. The guy telling the the rabbi this, he says, "In our system, a person gets arrested, we lock him up, or we put him on probation." And in the meantime, we're gathering all the details about the case. Each side gets their attorneys. We come to court. Court case usually could take up to a week. And then we settle it. He says, in your bezdins, your din, either you have one rabbi or three rabbis. People come in, they state their case, and usually they're in and out one day. He says, but why don't you take your time like us? It's, it's, you get more information. It's smarter. Now, I'll tell you what the Rav responded, and then we'll give an overview of what's going on. The Rav responded, I know you think your way is smarter, but I want to tell you something else. If two people are fighting over $200, you're never going to keep a normal judicial society. Because since the judge is going to take a few days, and since you need to hire lawyers, it's not worth it. People are just going to say, keep your $1,000, keep your $10,000. I can't afford my whole life on this. I can't have a schlepped out case for a year. And this and that and the Gansamaisa, it's not worth it. And the amount of lawyer fees that I'm going to have to lawyer up, the whole thing is ridiculous. He says, but you should know in our but they didn't. People are in and out in a day. That's how it works. And the Dayanam know what they're doing and they take a day or two and they cross-examine and they speak. And you know what it costs the litigants? Nothing. So I know you think you're way smarter, but it's actually not. Because th- there's less realistic ability to keep a functioning financial culture. Uh, unless it's like big bucks. Unless you're, dealing with, uh, unless you're dealing with something big. The reason why I'm mentioning that over here is, well, this week's parasha is all about the judicial system and mishpatim. But in our, over here in our Gemara, it says that 
um, what happens if it's before the Gemar Din, after the Gemar Din, we might be thinking with our American minds, like, well, if there wasn't a, if there wasn't a judgment yet, so why doesn't the guy just go figure out what's going to be before a judgment comes? Like, go shecht your animal, like right before the... Just pointing out, like in a Jewish court, they didn't, they, they didn't schlep their feet. They didn't schlep their feet. Like these Tine Taira were, were, you know, you came in, we cross-examined, we spoke, this is the halacha, I get in tug, have a wonderful day. So it, it wasn't like people had so much time to, you know, uh, four months to start, uh, you know, trying to find buyers for various things that were about to become prohibited. Okay, back inside. If, the, if it's a shimer, he gives it back to the owner, it's not considered a return because already has a gmar din and you didn't return the same animal I gave you. Rakov says, Let's say this source We say, Ah, you can't benefit? So what? I'm giving you back the same item. End the story. No. I know you're giving back the same item, but I cannot benefit from it anymore. And even though I can't see the damage, I can feel the damage because I can't use it. So it is considered damage. You cannot say to me, behold, this is yours, and you're going to have to pay me. That's the opinion of the Rabbah. Rabbah. Rabbah says, Lloyd, that's not, don't explain it like that. Everybody agrees. When it comes to things that are forbidden to benefit from, you could still say, Everybody agrees that. Pesach that you stole and you want to return after Pesach. Everyone will agree. You can say, Otherwise, why don't we have a machlekes about Chometz of Pesach? There is none. Rabbah explains, is whether or not a Bezdin can create a case against a Shar, an ox, when the ox itself is not there. Do you need the ox in front of you at the time that you are judging it? You need the ox there. Because the owner of the ox could say, listen, if you would have brought the ox to me, I would have uh, uh, brought it to the Agam, would have brought it away to the, to the swamp. I wouldn't... Now, what does this mean? It means is, since Bezdin can only judge a case with the ox there, the watchman is watching the ox. The owner can say to the watchman, what do you... Well, one second. Why didn't you take the ox away to a place where uh, Bezdin can't find it? And you didn't do that. So now you're giving it over to the court. You're giving it over to a, a situation that I can't get it back from. And therefore, I'm putting the blame on you. Yaakov says, you could judge an ox when the ox isn't there. And therefore, there's no taina of the, there's really no claim of the owner to the watchman. The watchman is going to say to the owner, what did, I don't understand, what are you upset about? What did I do? Whether or not I would hide your ox, Bezin's going to make a dintaira against the ox. And therefore, you didn't lose anything for the fact that I was watching it. You, you cannot put any financial responsibility on me. Says the, says the Rabbanon, a, says the Gemara, I'm sorry, says the Gemara a story. Ashkechei Rav Chisra Rabbah Bar Shmuel. Rav Chisra Rabbah Bar Shmuel, Amalei says to him, Tell me important Allah when it comes to Yisurei Hanah. 
Things that are forbidden to benefit from Amalei. And oh boy, do I got one thing we learned in the Mishnah. return the object that you stole. It said you should return the stolen object. Why does it say return the stolen object that you stole? What, what, what is it? Return the stolen object that I borrowed? Return the stolen object that is mine? What else is it? Return the, I stole it from the thief. Oh, let's see. Return the stolen object that you stole. Where does that come from? It's teaching me that you return the item the same way that it was in when you stole it. Return the stolen item, not just the actual physical item, in the same matziv, in the same situation as when you stole it. Meaning, from here the say, if I steal a coin and it's no longer usable. Paris for I steal fruits and it rots. Yain, I stole wine, behichmets, became vinegar. Truma, I stole truma, vinemes, became tame. Chamas, love of a pesach, I steal chamas, now it's over pesach. Behim of the bavera. Visharash, like Nigmardina, I'm Allah, Arashacha, Lufanach. In all these cases, you could say, Arashacha, Lufanach. Man Shamas, lay, Damar, Achla, Nigmardina, in Mishinigmardina, and who's going to be the opinion who says that if an ox kills somebody, if you didn't uh, paskin on it, then you could give the ox back. But if you already paskined on it, then the watcher cannot give it back to the original owner or the current owner in, uh, in well, with a psak of Misa. Who is that? Excuse me. Says the Gemara Rabbanon. It's the opinion of the Rabbanon. So, what's the opinion of the Rabbanon? Rabban say again, you can only return an ox that's been paskined on if you can only return an ox if it's not yet been paskined on. So you see that everybody agrees that if you steal something and then it becomes forbidden to benefit from, you could give it back. You're right. You're right. But what he says is in a way of humor. He says. If you meet the guys in yeshiva, don't tell them about this. It's too stark. It's too clear. Yeah? But he was admitting. He said, you're right. That's how it has to be. That's how Rabbi's opinion has to be understood. Okay. Pay rice for Akiva. What happens if you steal fruits and they spoil? You say to the owner, Says why we don't understand about the time we learned in the Mishra, Paris, Rekiva, Misham, Kishas, Exeli. You got to pay back the original full amount. You can't just give back the rotten fruit. Amr of Papa, of Papa says, Kan Sherkivu Kulan, Kan Sherkivu Mitzosim. Depends whether it's completely spoiled or it depends whether it is partially spoiled. What's partially spoiled? So you bite into the crunchy apple and it's softer, but it's still edible. It's not completely rotten, but if it would be uh, completely spoiled, not edible, then the avada you would, uh, you, you certainly would have to pay back. Period. End of that Gemara. We now get to the next Mishnah, three quarters of the way down on Tzadi Chesom Bez. Nasan the Obnin the Sakain. I give my stender to a craftsman. I say, listen, please fix it. The wheels have fallen off. I want you to make a Mag and David on my stender and carve it in. And we know what the guy does? The Kilkalai. This guy ruins it. He's trying to help me, but he ruined it. Chayov and the He's obligated to pay. Not on the cherish. Shade the table, make dollar sakin. If you give a a charash uh, uh, is a carpenter, a box, uh, um, 
Shida is a carriage. Teva is a box. Migdal is literally a tower. It's referring to like a closet. Rashi tells us a number of places. The Kilkel, Chayav Lishalim. Also, if it gets ruined, so I say, listen, I'm giving this to you to fix. I give it to a carpenter. And he ruins it. The carpenter has to pay. What about a benai? What's a benai? From Baina, a builder. If you give a builder things to build a wall with. So that you, you pay somebody to... Uh, you, I'm sorry. You pay somebody to knock down a wall. And as he's knocking down the wall, as he's playing, uh, what was that game? Demolition Derby. Remember Demolition Derbies? No. How Demolition Derbies? They got these big trucks on wheels and they just like ride over cars, whatever it is. So, the, the, this guy is supposed to be building and instead he causes damage. Also, Chayib Lashalim. If he was knocking it down on one side and it fell from the other side, then Potter, because that's not that's not what should have happened. However, but if it's because of the the way that he hit it, he's still going to be chayev because he shouldn't have uh, he shouldn't have been so forceful against the wall. Why did you give it to the carpenter? Because you want to create samarim in there. You want to create nails. The masmer. and and what happened was he used nails v'shiver and it broke. Due to the nails. Okay. So let's say you're not giving him something to fix, like nail with nails. Rather, you ask him to like build something for you. And he made and then broke it. Potter is going to be Potter. My time. Why is he going to be Potter after he made it for breaking it? Because an Uman gains. He owns the shvachli. So if you pay me, uh, if you ask me to make something for you, you ask me to build you a shed. Let's assume I knew how to build a shed. So I'm like, all right, it's going to be $1,800 in materials. And I build the shed with $1,800. The shed is worth $4,000. Who owns the additional $2,200? That goes to the, uh, that goes to the uh, contractor. The one who built it. He, he has the uh, additional gains uh, additional gains in the house. He, he created that uh, that additional benefit. Tonight we learned in the Mishnah. My love, the of the Eitzim. Aren't we dealing with a case where he gave them wood? And he gave the wood, and uh, they're supposed to use that wood to build things. But the Mishnah still says you're mechuyiv to pay. What do you mechuyiv to pay? For like a completed one. He says, No, we're just referring to a uh, where he didn't give him wood, he gave him a which means it was ready made, it was done. So why'd you give it to him? Just to get it fixed. And why are you gonna tell me the same case twice? Army they said the the safe of the Mishnah, the end of the Mishnah is coming to explain the ratio. It's coming to explain what the circumstances are, which means, when do we say that if you give something to a craftsman and he ruins it, that he's going to have to pay? For example, and here's an example of such a thing. Here's an example where you give something to somebody and they're going to be 
they're going to be responsible. Vahachanami mistabra, the Ketzar Gatani, it's used the word Ketzar. It says, what's the case? These talk about the Kresha Eitzim, if the Resha is referring to where you gave him wood, he didn't give him something done to fix, how do you want him to make something new? It will just be teaching me that if you give him wood, you got to pay. You wouldn't be teaching me any Allah about a craftsman acquiring the Shvach Kli, the gains from the Kli. Of course, you wouldn't even need to get involved in Shida, Teva, U, Migdal that were ruined. Says the Gemara, no. Imishum ha laheria. This will be the last step for today. If that's going to be your proof, that's actually not a proof. Tana seifa leguli erasha. You could say the seifa is just coming to reveal the circumstances surrounding the erasha, the earlier case. Meaning shloitam erasha the migdal avol eitzim. I don't think in the erasha it's only referring to where you gave these things to fix. But if somebody were to give wood, then there wouldn't be. A uh, responsibility again because there's no gains in the shvach kli. If you're fixing something, the guy fixing it doesn't now own any gain. It was a previously a vessel. So if you take wood and now you're building something out of it, you turned it into a house. So you're going to get whoever built it is the one who's worthy of of getting that. But over here, where it already was what it was, it just needs a few nails taken out or or put in. It's already there. So then the, there's no there's no conversation at all about. The uh, giving any sort of ownership to the worker, um, to the craftsman. Again, imishum halayir tanasev v'gli erisha shloi tam erisha she devamigdal v'al eitzim loy tanasev she devamigdal. So there, uh, the sefer also we wrote, we wrote these cases. Mechlal we can infer from here the erisha eitzim v'afilu hachi chayav l'shalim. And the erisha we're dealing with where you just gave him wood, and even though you just gave wood, the halacha is. The craftsman is obligated to pay. Ah, he's uman kind of He made the added benefit, and he already owns added value in this. It doesn't matter. You're doing it for me. It was my wood, and hence he should be chayav l'shalim. He's still going to be responsible to pay. Trying to see whether we should hold it in. Yeah, let's hold it here by lema mesiele. Tomorrow we will. Pick up from the uh, very bottom line on Sadi Chesam and Bez. Agitin Chaydash. Have a wonderful, wonderful Erev Shabbos. Tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. Hopefully from Yerushalayim. If not, Chas Shalom. If not, then it will be 9.30 Central. Have a wonderful evening.